0: Hello and welcome back to You Want to Do What? with Dan and Julie. Today we've got Ed, a tree surgeon. Um, So welcome. Hello. (laughs) Um, So let's jump straight into it. Um, Why did you decide to be a tree surgeon?
1: Um, So basically, uh, whilst I was doing my A-levels at school, um, I worked for another firm. Um, A family friend owns it. Um, And I basically did some work with him whilst I was doing my exams. Um, And then when I left uh, sixth form, I actually uh, went and trained as a chef, um, and I got a job at the Savoy, uh, which lasted about three months, maybe two months. Wow. Um, I then left there, hated it.
0: It's a bit different from being a tree surgeon, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. I mean, stuck in a room for, you know, 12 hours a day, no windows, getting sworn at. <laughs> know, it's a <laughs> bit different to working outside now for myself. So um, I left that, and then I thought, I went back to the guy that I was originally working with, and then I thought, oh, well, I might as well set up my own company.
2: So that's what i did that's interesting uh obviously Savoy and now tree surgeon what i'm, I'm most interested in how you learned to become a tree surgeon so what was your steps for learning i want to say the trees
1: <laughs> yeah so uh basically um i learned all the groundwork whilst i was working for the other guy he did all the climbing all the cutting everything um and then i had to do a i had to do a course um which was down in kent um it was uh, over four weeks um, and you basically they teach you everything to do with chainsaws, uh, then you have to do another course uh, which is all the climbing, um, and then basically you learn on the job really from there.
0: It sounds like it, you, there's a lot of dangerous stuff that goes into being a tree surgeon. Obviously, you're up high, you know, you're working with chainsaws. Is that not a little bit a little bit scary sometimes up there in the tree with the, with the chainsaw guy?
1: Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's a bit scary sometimes, but you know,
2: that's what I do, um, and that's why my life insurance is quite high. <laughs> <laughs> what would uh? An average day would be like for you. Obviously, you're outside. I can't imagine any many trees in the office. Um, so what what is it you do? You get up in the morning, and what's your routine? So my routine is I wake up about half five. Um, I walk the dogs.
1: I leave home at about half six. And then every morning from 7 a.m. till approximately midday, um, I have a contract with a bigger firm. Uh, so I do work with them um, basically as a subcontractor. And then after uh, midday, I then do my own private jobs.
0: Is that quite common in tree surgery to sort of do that, to have a, a main contract and then work on the side a bit as well?
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, subcontracting, yeah, probably. But it means basically means I'm guaranteed work throughout the year.
0: And is it seasonal, tree surgery?
1: Um, it would be if I was doing it on my own, because I've only been doing it for two and a half years. I'm still building up my client base, but the firm that I do the work with in the morning, he's been going for I think forty five years or something, so wow. I can work throughout the year then.
0: It's quite is it a technical sort of trade to learn as well? Because you know, most things, oh you do you know, just cutting down trees. Oh, I could do that. But there there's stuff that goes into it that we don't oh yeah, understand.
1: Yeah yeah, I mean you learn about the health of trees and uh disease and everything and obviously you have to be careful how you cut the tree down and everything. So you could end up, you know, planting it on a house. So. Have you
0: have you had any of those incidents? <laughs> 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 no, I
1: haven't any of the incidents. What I have had um, I was about seventy foot in the air, and I thought I tied myself in. I leant off the branch and had my arm round it. I was hanging on, and then I realised I hadn't tied myself in. Shit. I had to pull myself back up and then tie myself in.
0: Oh my god! I'm terrified of heights, so that would just not be yeah, ideal for me. That,
1: honestly, that was pretty
2: scary. Mm. Um, going back to the uh, contractor um, and talking about client base, do you? I mean. It, is it one-off clients that you generally have? You know, someone, can you come around and cut this tree down? Or is it actually uh, more the uh, the um, subcontracting you do? Is that quite consistent day-to-day?
1: Yeah, so the subcontracting is uh, consistent. Um, my own work is probably about 60-40. I would say 60 is repeat customers, and that will be pruning trees, hedge trimming, um, and the occasional uh, whole tree removal depending on you know what they want but um and then the other 40 would be yeah the whole tree removals that's normally a one off someone has to have a tree removed because they need an extension built or um maybe their tree has a disease or something um but yeah generally repeat so customers do
0: you have to go and learn or can you do courses on you know trimming hedges and box cutting hedges and all, all stuff like that or do you kind of learn on the go yeah you learn that on the go um yeah hedge trimming i mean hedge trimming
1: pretty easy and they're sure you know you've got a bit of a problem <laughs> but
0: um yeah you learn something like that on the go yeah yeah and the, obviously it's not an office-based job um but is there a lot of travel is it travel around local area or can you be all over the country or you know how does it how does it work
1: uh, so all my work is in is in the county so in essex um the guy i do the company i do contract to work for in the morning that's mainly based uh in and around south end um because he does quite a lot of work for the estate agents around there. Um, and then my job's, yeah, anywhere in the county.
2: We've already uh, touched on the heights. Uh, what other personality traits do you reckon you have to have or um, fears that you don't have to have to be a tree surgeon? Um, I guess you have to be confident.
0: Um, you have to be a hard worker uh, physically. Um I imagine it's quite demanding, like you need to be fit to be able to do the job right. Yeah, you very you fit. You're yeah. up climbing trees, you're yeah, bringing yeah. branches down. I imagine you have to move all the stuff after you finish. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I'm Because pro- I've recently bought a Garmin as
1: well, so I've been measuring how many calories I've been burning at work. All right. Um, so a normal day's work, I'll be burning about 3,000 calories. Jesus. Just at work.
0: 3,000 calories. Yeah,
1: and then I've been doing running in the morning, and obviously that's burning another 600, so... So you've like,
0: like I have to eat a lot. We know each other quite well, and you've lost quite a lot of weight Yeah, you? yeah, <laughs> from, yeah. from running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 3,000 calories. 3,000 calories, yeah. So you really, you could eat what you wanted if you... you know.
1: Well, yeah, before I was eating pretty much what I wanted, wasn't I? And I wasn't running, and I was just staying at um, uh, about 15 stone. Um, and then since then, I've now been running every morning. I'm now down
0: to 13 and a half. Do you feel a bit safer up in the trees at the stone? stone? A lot safer. <laughs> <laughs> a lot safer. It's a lot easier to pull myself up. What are some of the sort of uh, the positives you take from the industry? You know, you mentioned you work for yourself. Um, you know, you, you essentially decide how much you earn, I guess. Is that the positives? Yeah, yeah.
1: Because um, I own my own business, um, I would say the positives are, yeah, being able to work my own hours, um, the satisfaction of, you know, having my own business.
0: Is that is that a very common route into, you know, once you're a tree surgeon, you go and work for someone like you said you did. You did work experience and then you had a bit of a, midlife crisis went to the savoy <laughs> um do you, is that common for you to then sort of get experience set up a company um i imagine you like you're a sole trader or do you do it as um, limited, I'm limited company am limited yeah. company so i'm technically a director and then you you sort of like you say you get contract work and you also work for yourself yeah exactly that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um you would
1: obviously need uh, a bit of cash to start with to get things going because obviously all the machinery is quite expensive um you ideally need a three and a half ton tipper truck as well um so it all adds up but yeah i mean it's a much better life if you can have your own company doing it
2: what else did you do when setting up your own company and starting this off is there anything uh that maybe you'd advise people to do or not to do um in terms
1: of work i actually did other things i did fencing to start with i did um to get clients um, since then I've dropped the fencing and the gardening just cause I've got enough
0: tree work now and that's where I make most of the money. What would be your advice if somebody wanted to start a tree surgery business? Would it be just go and knock on doors, do flyers, yeah. social media?
1: Yeah. So I did, um, I think I did about six months worth of, um, leaflet delivering, um, which got me a lot of work to start with from then it's pretty much all word of mouth. Um, I do get some jobs through Instagram and Facebook, um, but the better jobs are through word of mouth because they know exactly what they getting from me. Um, and normally, when you go for a quote that's come through social media, they're trying to haggle with the price and everything.
0: Uh, that's quite interesting because the people we've spoken to that are in sort of you know the construction uh, construction industries and, and manual labour sort of industries, a lot of their work comes through word of mouth. So it's like build up a client base, and then people will you know tell the friends tell the family about what you do well yeah exactly that i mean you're more inclined
1: to have someone work at your house that you know your friends use before and you know they're going to do a good job
0: and maybe what are some negatives i don't want to say negatives but some less favorable things you have to do like working outside in all weathers. oh yeah well yeah
1: the biggest negative would be um obviously when it rains that's (laughs) got to be the worst (laughs) Um, you are sure not being 50 feet up a tree? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, being 50 feet up a tree and it raining is pretty well, bad. Are, yeah. I, I'd
0: like to see you up 50 <laughs> up a tree, to be <laughs> honest, That would be a sight,
2: wouldn't it? <laughs> Maybe we can make that happen.
1: <laughs> um, and then I guess in terms of actually owning your own business, the negatives. Uh, when I get started, obviously you don't know how much money you're going to be earning. Um, you do get a bit of anxiety and whatever because um, it's hard to know how much you're going to earn. It's different each week. Um, but you just got to keep going. And
0: does that sort of consistency of earning come with experience and and building up a client base? It must do. You yeah, know, exactly. over over yeah. the years, you'll get you'll know. Okay, this month I'm probably gonna earn. Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Out. Yeah, yeah. Once you've got your client base, then you know roughly
0: because all this repeat work, it's pretty much the same price each year. That that leads really nicely into sort of our next question about. Um, we always talk about money on here because yeah. it's fairer. Um, so starting salaries we looked at were between eighteen k. Um, and about 25k
1: yeah um yeah if you're a tree surgeon working for someone else that would probably be about right i mean i had one guy who i um, worked for me and i would think i was paying him 120 pounds a day so i'm not sure how much that would work out a year I'm I, wasn't no good ha- at maths, so I wasn't having him every day but yeah he, he was working for me a couple of days a week so
0: and sort of once you've established yourself the figures were saying you know anywhere from 30 to 44 45k yeah that probably sounds about, about right right yep nice and it's, it's, it's sort of you get paid a bit more for doing that than you would gardening and you know the rest of the outdoor things it's a bit of danger money is that is that where that comes from do you yeah think?
1: exactly that and obviously you have a whole lot more waste um obviously getting rid of a tree is a lot more expensive than you know mowing someone's lawn and getting rid of the grass
0: what would you say is something that's not in the job description that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis that you wouldn't think you would have to deal with in tree surgery? Maybe it's the clients. Maybe it's dealing with you know people that are refusing to pay you. Owning your own company is that one? Maybe that you you know how do you approach that? How do yeah, you deal with that?
1: Definitely, I've had a couple of people that haven't paid me before. Um, one guy, I applied for a CCJ against him. Um, I went. He actually owned a estate agent that I was doing work for um and he owed me i think it was 1800 pound um i went down there and asked him because i just kept emailing kept calling getting nothing so i went down there and he was there luckily um he paid me a check which bounced um i then applied for a ccj went through that route i then found out um via the south end echo that he'd stolen over a hundred thousand pound from all the banks of the flats that he was managing so I never oh. get my money back.
0: Oh, my God. So you've got to be, ca- basically what we're saying, you've got to be super careful that you know that you, uh, can you even, you, I suppose you can't check before you do work for clients. Is no. there any way you can? Well,
1: yeah. Uh, now what I do is I do bank transfer, but they have to transfer it before I leave. This is only for obviously new clients, clients that I'm doing work for every year I trust. Um, but new clients, yeah, they have to pay me before I leave um, or they pay cash. Um, I don't take card at the moment. That could be an option.
2: Um, how do you see the industry growing and you growing in the industry? What is your sort of plans and what do you think other people could do uh, going forward? Um, to be totally <laughs> honest, my long-term plan isn't to carry on doing what I'm doing.
1: Um, oh, really? You sort of, you've sort you had enough? You don't want yeah, I not say i had <laughs> enough. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I'm looking at the moment at um, hopefully buying a um, rundown bungalow and doing it up.
0: Oh, cool! Okay. Yeah, I think that's going to be my next project. So, have you picked up maybe some sort of DIY skills through you know working outside, work doing a bit of tree surgery? Yeah. Or? So, when I started um, my tree surgeon company, I hadn't. The, I was working with
1: another guy as well. When he did patios, uh, fencing, he taught me all of that. So, I could probably you know I could do all the garden renovations and the front um, driveway, and then obviously the other stuff I'd get done by a professional.
0: So, that's an interesting point that you you actually don't want to continue what you're doing. Why why is that of interest?
1: I think there's a better future in flipping properties than there are in tree work, in all honesty.
2: That's fair enough. And I suppose having the tools and that you can always go back on or you can always keep some of your trusted clients on the side. Exactly yeah. that, yeah. I won't be throwing any chainsaws away, so
1: <laughs>
0: And they expensive. It ha- actually, that's a good point. Sort of all the tools and equipment you need. Because um, when you take the trees down, you have to get the stumps out at some point. Yeah, yeah. So you need like stu- stump grinder? You yeah, do? a stump grinder. So I don't own a stump grinder. I hire a stump grinder.
1: Um, and that you're looking at about £120 for a day.
0: 120 quid a day?
1: Yeah, for the stump grinder. Okay. Um, your chainsaws are, chainsaws are anywhere between 400 and 800 depending on the size. Wow. Is, Is that, that to rent for the day? No, that's to buy. to buy. Yeah, and I have six. You have six? Yeah, you need six, really. Really? Wh- yeah. Why is that? Um, so you have like an extra large, and then you have two handhelds, um, two rear helds, and then a spare. Wow. Because, you know, stuff yeah. does go wrong, things get dropped on them,
0: they can break. How much investment do you need to then kick yourself out as a tree surgeon, would you say?
1: Um, so I spent about, I think it was about 7000 on equipment. So that's all my climbing equipment, chainsaws, hedge trimmers. Um, then you can probably get a Tipper truck for about five grand. Obviously, it'll be old with a lot of miles, but um, so you're looking at about what was that, 13 grand? No, 12 grand. <laughs> um, <laughs> Better maths, maybe. yeah. Yeah, that's probably about it.
2: Okay. And if you were, obviously, we've already uh, spoken about potentially leaving the industry, but if you were to go back at the beginning, um, what would you di- do differently? So at the beginning, I bought
1: a tipper truck, <clears throat> I think it was six grand, and then I also bought a pickup truck uh, for, I think it was just under 20 grand. Uh, if I could go back, I wouldn't have bought the pickup truck. There was no need for it at all. <laughs> <laughs> it just looked cool. Uh, I would have just got the tipper and um, yeah, just got me that.
0: Brilliant. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. So uh, really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Brilliant. Thank you. No worries. Thank really- you very much, guys.